You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There it is. I haven't even checked that out yet. Or you just did well, I mean, I checked out the teaser yet. <laughs> I haven't even seen the full video. Just one mic. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Dean of Aaron podcast. Let's go! <laughs> I like I just saw you. You did just see me, and my voice is fried. Really? From <laughs> screaming? Did you hear how terrible that air horn was? Even more so. Even by my standards. By your lowly standards <laughs> you set for yourself, that was a bad one. Although, to be honest, my bad air horn, I'm proud of. It's not. It's nothing to be proud of, a good mouth air horn. <laughs> All right. Wow, that felt like a really uh, an attack on on. It was, point, it was it was a sharpened stick. Boat yeah. has a great air horn. You know what? He <laughs> should be proud of it. Uh, we're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR whenever you sign up, and we got a great show for you today, guys. Uh, yesterday was so action-packed that we didn't even get to get to Calvin Booth's comments. He had Man. like a lot of things to say. I told Harrison when you know compile them. We'll do that for a segment. He said it could be a whole show. It could be. There's that much good stuff. Who knows if we'll... I will probably stretch it into two segments. I want to hear Wynn's perspective of being at the arena. And we have a fun game later. Is this a real scar or not a real scar? We'll see. How well do you two obsessively study Nikola Jokic's arms? Oh, God. Are you going to be able... Do you think you could correctly identify a real are some of them, versus fake scar? Are some of them emotional scars? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, are we are. just talking this year or in years past? We're talking current state of yoga. Okay. That's actually current, current scars. It's not even current, actually. It's <laughs> prior to last night's game, because I'm pretty sure he got one or two new ones last yeah, night. Yeah, he did. So uh, to help me with it, though, I got D-line. Guys, uh, last night was incredible. <laughs> like, I feel like it was such a good game, and I'm like, I woke up, I would say with an afterglow except for that I fell asleep at like 3.30 so that when I did open my eyes I was like <laughs> but I also like had a good feeling it was like a real uh, a real uh, give and take yeah you know? the duality of, of man was in play it was great man we've talked about it all the time but there's nothing better than when you're buzzing this is why the show is so dope when you're buzzing after a great win and you just want to hang out with the fellas hang I out know. in the chat talk I to know. everyone see what everybody's like I wanted to read the entire world's takes on Jokic last night <laughs> and Michael Porter and Jamal <laughs> like I just wanted to what did the entire world have to say yeah. uh, and then over here Harrison Wynn fellas it's good to be back Ooh, what a night. What a <laughs> night, man. I'm exhausted from I last know. night. M- emotionally, physically, yeah. mentally. Truly. I mean, like, truly. Like, I, that was a great night. Imagine playing the game. I know. <laughs> like, I watched the game, and I was like, oh, like I need some Gatorade. I was cramping up. This Rocket, Rockets game is going to be horrible. I can't Just wait. The worst. It's going to be the worst thing <laughs> yeah. we've ever seen. Uh, but we gave our takes. D-Line, you gave your takes. A lot. Harrison Wind, we did not get your takes last night from the arena. So 
Walk us through. I mean, this was the Bones Highland angle for this. Man. Um, yeah. There was just the like crowd, which sounded like it was really good the whole game, especially in overtime. How, just walk us through. What, what, you, what were your takeaways being at the arena? Well, it felt like a playoff atmosphere. It felt like a playoff game, especially in the fourth quarter when yeah. it was just Nikola Jokic and Kawhi Leonard going mano a mano. Like, that was sick. Yeah. Man. Like, that, that was awesome it was all, very all-star gamian of it it was like <laughs> jason tatum versus donovan mitchell they're just like get over here <laughs> yeah but like those two going shot for shot was was awesome it felt like it felt like everybody played so hard last night mm-hmm. you know jamal gutted it out um like he could barely walk after the god game. bless him jamal murray could barely make it off the court and into the locker room Dude, last night. I, I love that i love that like in the, he gutted it, it out. That the, where we are, fully ensconced, right back in the dog days, we can get <laughs> a full team, leave it all out on the floor effort for a game that is ultimately meaningless to the Denver Nuggets. But like, I like that they feel like they have purpose larger than just collecting a check, man. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like really fun to watch everybody just put their maximum effort out and just leave it all on the floor and um the fourth quarter and overtime everybody was standing like really the for crowd? Those entire portions yeah. of the game oh yeah everybody was living and dying off every shot yep. that, that, see that i was doing that and i was then mocked <laughs> mercilessly on this show for uh caring about the nuggets so listen that's a whole other topic yeah. you were not i can't believe the victim this guy plays oh we did we just not start off the the show with Adam describing what a mess I was last night? Well, he was a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he's describing. Man. Everyone yeah. was a mess. No, everybody, everybody was, was cheering. You were a mess. <laughs> me, me and RG on press row sitting right next to each other, living and dying off Total every mess. shot. Don't too. you wish it could be like Serbia where you could just boo and cheer? I, we, well, media? Uh, don't tell anybody. We were getting a little, a little <laughs> emotional on press row last night. <laughs> don't tell anybody. I, I do love the idea of like, a journalist is objective because one way or another, like whether you're cheering or just like surprised, best like sports are surprising. I know. You know when yeah. a guy hits a crazy shot, like Michael Porter hits that three. You know, like yeah. can you imagine being like, "Hey, yeah, are you starting it, to sense feelings?" Yeah, Stop it. It. yeah. But like you're, you're supposed to be like, "Huh." Notable. Notable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hold on. That's, <laughs> a, that's a nice shot by Michael Porter Jr. No, that's Let too much. Let me that's write that much. down yeah. in my notebook. <laughs> noteworthy is definitely Michael Porter Jr. made a three-pointer. Let, me, <laughs> let <laughs> me make a note of that. And then the opposite is like this in Serbia where they're just like, you suck! <laughs> <laughs> well, like, well. The, the best was when uh, Yoke was sitting on nine assists for so long. And then... Um, <laughs> He gets that fast break, and it's just so obvious he's yeah. going to throw the lob to Bruce Brown, oh. and me and RG are like, wait for it, here it comes, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> There's nothing better than like a highlight or a stat or whatever that you see for five seconds. You're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like building up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you're at the arena a lot more than I am these days, you know, there, 2015, the crowds were the worst I've ever seen in my life. 16, 17, 18. Like, it slowly had gr- grown, but then the pandemic hit. Is it noticeable? Like, t- is this city ready? You know oh, what I mean? Man. Like, do you feel like this is like we're at the apex of what we've been in the Jokic era? Oh, easily. Easily. No. Like, that's not hard to say, man. Really? Everyone's uh, finally on my level. The crowds are <laughs> so have been so good this year. The arena is usually packed. There's been so many sellouts this year. Like, and with just how exciting of a team the Nuggets are, 
the crowd's just ready to pop off every single game. Beautiful. And just the style of basketball the Nuggets play, yeah. it's so rewarding to watch. Yeah. You know, how they share the ball, how they play for each other, how unselfish they are, how many good shots they pass up for great shots. And you can just feel the crowd just kind of like appreciate that too. Yeah. It's it's awesome. It's, there really it's been is awesome. something to that though, because there are teams that are really talented and really just really grind to watch. Like I even think about Miami. I like Miami and this or that, but like their games are not very rewarding even as a fan. You're just rooting mm-hmm. for like a slog. You're like, oh, oh we're gonna sure. out slog these guys. But, yeah. yeah. All right. So well, it, it, last night was awesome. Um, take us through the bones aspect of this. So, first of all, there was no acknowledgement that he was a former Denver Nugget. There is no tribute video. And I was told that pregame there wasn't going to be any because I was asking around. And um, it's interesting because, I mean, some way lesser relevant players than Bones Highland have gotten tribute videos. I mean, RJ Hampton got an acknowledgement that he played on the Nuggets. Um, But I think it was just the fact that, look, the trade deadline was only just like a couple weeks ago. Like, there wasn't a huge turnaround, and yeah, takes, oh come on, it takes, four, it takes four to six weeks to make a video. Yeah, it takes video. so many weeks. Yeah, like <laughs> you yeah. really are going with this? I think so. Yeah, yeah. There's no way, man. I come think on. so. Well, if it was RG, if it and like RG would make one in the time it took us to ask him for one. Yeah, like, <laughs> come on, man. That's not a reason. I mean, honestly, I think it is, but okay. <laughs> I'm being serious about this. I don't think that that is... Well, if, even if it was, it's not a legitimate excuse. And secondly, the question now more comes to me about, like, should they or shouldn't they? Because if you didn't get one, like, if you were, like, incapable of timing-wise, I'm like, come on, hire somebody. Hire a company. Give them the footage. They can splice this up. For, hire RG. Hire RG, whatever it is. But I feel like it's more... Look, Michael Malone, before the game, was asked about him. He was very short, deliberately so. And I do wonder if there was a little bit of a, like... Guys, let's not do the facade. He didn't leave. He didn't exactly walk out the door singing praises. He yeah. threw a few barbs on the oh, way out, yeah. and maybe it was an FM. Whether or not that's right or wrong, I just did. Jeremy Grant get a video? Well, he also returned to Denver in the heat of the pandemic when there was nobody oh, in the okay. stands, so right. it was a little different. Okay, that's true. Who do you make a tribute video for if nobody's there to see it? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, you're you're right. I think that definitely was at play. I mean. Bones Highland pissed a lot of people off, you know, on his exit here in Denver and like on the way to his exit, um, you know, more more people than just like basketball people. So I, I definitely think that there was something there with that. And um, he got booed every time he touched the ball Wild. pretty loudly. So I heard on the broadcast, it sounded like booze. And then the broadcast was like a mixed reception. It, it was, wasn't mixed. Well, you don't feel like it was mixed. <laughs> it might have been mixed. Like at the very beginning, right when he checked in, yeah, when uh, Kyle Speller, the Nuggets PA announcer, was like, and checking in Bones Island, <laughs> checking into the game Bones Island, <laughs> yeah. Um, See, I'm telling you, even Kyle Speller was, doing that to me is like, hey, it's a coordinated. How are we? I'm sure Kyle Speller, he has one job, right? I'm sure he goes like, hey, uh, how do you want? Me? Is this a yeah. Bones Island welcome back, or is it a welcome? Yeah. If he did that yeah. one, I'm guessing. I just can't imagine that was accidental. Yeah. I don't think it was either. And um, the booze picked up as the game went on for sure. Really? It definitely did. Yeah. Well, he had a couple threes, so then it became like, yeah. all right. And then, you know, second half, like end of the first half, whenever he had the ball, it was loud. 
Bones wanted that one too, man. Like he played really well in the oh, first Oh man, half. like the Nuggets, what, what were they up like twenty to four? Yeah, and then Bones Highland came in and got the game back to like ten points. Right, he yeah. was their best player in the first half. Yeah, he was like a, it was a mixed response from the crowd in the same way that it's like when you mix Kool Aid and water. It was mixed. It was water and Kool-Aid, but it's Kool-Aid at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't know where you were going with that at first. <laughs> I saw your face. <laughs> I saw the terror across your face. Um, what else? Anything else from the arena last night? I mean, I think the, um, I, the note about Murray being so exhausted is a big one physically. Oh, yeah, man. So I, I took a video of it. I forgot to send it to you guys. But during timeouts in the fourth quarter, Jamal Murray was bent over at his waist, hands on his knees, and the Nuggets training staff was like massaging his lower back. It's back, not knee. Yeah, it was heard. his lower back last night. He played through back spasms, and I looked. It looked like he could barely make it through the game, and then he could barely make it off the court and into the locker room after the game. And then um, there was a point in the fourth quarter where Michael Malone thought about subbing him off the floor. Man, for Reggie Jackson because he was having that difficult of a time just getting up the court so, so he <laughs> he gutted it out last night what sucks about this is and we talked about this a little bit over the last couple of days but the nuggets like sit him against the rockets it sounds like he just won't play he might not even travel who knows maybe he will but i'm just saying if you have back spasms that game you don't need murray for and it's not important one way or another the friday game is though and that's why i look at this and i go man a sore back how many days do you need off you get him back for that one game, then you can rest him again. You go on an East Coast swing, like rest him again after that. But I do yeah. feel like both and Aaron Gordon clearly last night looked pained. Yeah. He also like took a bunch of spills last last night when a player comes back with like rib injury. You're like, well, I hope he didn't get hit. He got hit like ten times last uh, night. He was he was wincing and like you yeah. could tell he was hurting last night. He and he he wore like a lot of padding. Yeah. under his he jersey kept, like, last grabbing night, grabbing at it like oh, yeah, man. like way more than he usually does. I mean, this yeah. stuff sucks, but I do feel like Friday's game is so important that you almost want him to get through it, and then you could shut him down. Hopefully, but yeah, um, we'll see. Any other thoughts? Um. Man, it was, it was such a great game. Um, Jokic go out of third gear, in your opinion? Yeah. 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 Especially in overtime. He turned in the it fourth up. quarter. And, like, Michael Porter Jr.'s two massive threes last night, yeah, man. Dude, yes. Massive. MPJ is so clutch. It turns out. Man. He's hit a lot of really clutch shots already in his career. In the playoffs. MCJ? And last night. Michael He's Clutch, clutch Jr.? <laughs> For sure, man. Let's go. You're joking, but I mean, I think there is some... I'm not joking at all. Well, I wrote about that today. He's joking. I'm always joking. Oh, he's joking. Line, yeah. <laughs> you could always say that. Just start off. You're joking, but Harrison, what do you have to yeah. say? He's choking over. He's giggling. <laughs> but uh, but I, I mean, it. and then after the game, Michael Malone has this quote. You're seeing the complete player that he is, which... That Michael Malone compliments people sometimes, but he's rarely dishonest in his compliments. He'll just like polish up a half compliment sometimes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, Eric tries so hard out there. <laughs> he, listen, his, I, I gotta no, tell you no, something. He'd be like, Eric, Eric puts in so much effort. But I mean, when you look at the entire <laughs> podcast, yeah, 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 Adam, yeah. Harrison, <laughs> Vo, yeah, yeah. we've got a great group. Yeah. And Dev. Let's, yeah. not, let's not forget. Dev. It. Yeah, Dev too. And, what, what I like and is, Kale. You can't forget <laughs> about Kale. What I like is Eric Eric won't do too much. Yeah. He won't do too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to say I mean, this he's one, there. He you're there. seeing the complete player that he is. Yeah. That's like, uh, that's a good compliment, man. Yeah, and it was off a question I asked him just about you know, like Porter's had that huge third quarter and like how much 
how unstoppable really is the starting five in this offense when he's playing like that? And then Malone answered back and he goes, what about all those drives tonight? Yeah. Like Porter, and this has been a storyline all season, but he's becoming more confident in his body. He's getting athleticism back. And he had like three or four really nice drives uh, to the rim last Michael night. Michael Porter Jr. is returned. Against a good defense. <laughs> yeah. but you know what's funny, though? You're That, another joke. But honestly, he's not returned. He's grown. He's This is the butterfly version of him. The Like a butterfly effect? We've No, oh, I, I see. He's... Before he was in a, he's emerged from his chrysalis. That's right, from his chrysalis. Exactly. <laughs> he was goo for a while there, but he has now <laughs> resolidified back. I into love a, that. I love that about him. But I mean, in all sincerity, he really is like. It's funny because if you'd asked me four years ago or three years ago, like, oh, he needs to add the drive, this or that. Yeah. Turns out he had to add a bunch of other things before the drive. Yeah. And yeah. he's added all those to the point where now he is getting to add these other parts to his game. And I just wonder, I'm so curious with him more than any other player on the Nuggets roster because I know how much m more Michael Porter has to give from a skill standpoint. I just wonder, are we at the knee of the curve where now, I mean, his three-point shooting's always been there, but now we're going to see a little bit more of the rebounding, a little bit more of the cutting, maybe even a little bit more passing from him. Who knows? It's all there, and I feel like he understands the game finally, and that's what unlocks all of yeah, it. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. is an example of a player that had to be completely torn down yep. and rebuilt. There you and go. He has the natural skill that it was worth the reclamation project to mm -hmm. do it, but it was like, it was really... And this is why, you know, his name got came up all the time when we were talking about this Bones situation. It's like, man, yep. you're talking about a guy that has natural ability that other people don't have, but has not been coached well or much, especially Michael Porter Jr. Yep. He played 11 games basically between high school and college and coming to the pros. Like, he never... he wasn't coached at all. It's like, and he's just always been a supreme talent, best player on the team the star of the family, like all of these things, just sort of like ushering him in and just, you know, like Mike, you just, you, you do you, him and Trey young out there just t tearing up uh, the, the juniors. And then it gets to the point where it's like, all right, now you got to be accountable to a team. And like, he just didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And it was just a lot of like, why aren't they playing Michael Porter jr? Why? And it was, you know, like Michael Ballone, like rebuilt Mike and now he's perfect. And he's perfect. Well, at he's least under, in his, he's on the road. His, he's perfect in his role, and yeah. now and now we're getting to the point where it's like, I want to not see just more. not just good. It's like now we're gonna hopefully, like you're saying, yeah. really harness the natural ability that he has built on top of now finally a solid foundation. And it's like the sky is now the limit. The team just trusts him so much, and that's what's so cool is that he really had zero percent of Jokic's trust yeah. and the rest of the teams, and now he's up to like probably a hundred percent. To be honest with you, like they passed they him just, in the biggest moment. Passed well, him in the biggest moment. That was another takeaway last night, and that's what I wrote about today. The chemistry between Jamal Murray and Michael Porter is there yep. yeah. and it's come like so far and Porter was talking about this last night like Jamal looks for me especially when I'm iced out for a couple of possessions in a row yep. like if I'm hot Jamal's looking to get me the ball love it and yeah. um you saw that last <laughs> night on both those big shots My, the funny thing about Porter is he's the one player on the Nuggets where like if I'm hot he's always hot <laughs> like Isn't he? like in, in 90s RB yes, singer totally well, that, he is that as well but I'm just saying he's I'm always like he hits one in a row and I'm like oh he's on fire he's a kid <laughs> to him man I saw that was perfect yeah like but yeah. think about how far we've come from him out in post game being like you know, I mean, there's other players on the team. It doesn't just have to be, my, right. you know, Jamal and, and like, you yeah. know, I, I can do stuff too. Because they literally didn't trust the guy. 
Yep. This is why basketball is the best. It's a spiritual game. It I requires know. these types of like. It's not just the skill. It's not this. It's re- it it or, builds this deeper trust. Or you just have Kobe Bryant. Those, <laughs> those those are the two directions you can go with basketball. Uh, let's take a break. On the other side, Calvin Booth talked. We got to get into it. He said he he spit some fire yesterday. He definitely did. Definitely did. Athletic Greens, it's a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy in my daily life. With one scoop of Athletic Greens, one delicious scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Dude, I put the adaptogens to the test They're last one night. of the most important ingredients. I was I needed to adapt to what No matter doing. what lifestyle you live, no matter what diet you follow, Athletic Greens works with you. So uh, they're going to hook you up, give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash nuggets, athleticgreens.com slash nuggets to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Um, also, Shady Rays, kick off the new year with new gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company. They have a world-class product, too, that's just as good as any of those expensive pairs that you've probably worn in the past. This is a deal that's ex- exclusive to our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year to you guys. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR, DNVR, or visit them in-store at Park Meadows Mall. 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Hell yeah. Use the code DNVR, 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can be like Brendan Vogt and wear one of two pairs of sunglasses during an inside podcast at night. (laughs) (laughs) ShadyRays.com online or in-store. Use the code DNVR. Let's go. Um, all right, Harrison, you had a busy day because not only did you watch this great game, cover it, write a big article, but you had these Calvin Booth comments. So yeah. it's <laughs> the All-Star game now comes after the trade deadline, but in a weird way, it's created this. The trade deadline ended two, three weeks ago, and this is the first time Calvin Booth has talked. Yeah, I think it had to do with the schedule where the Nuggets were on the road like immediately at the trade It's just so weird to think. Following the trade deadline. But that's why Calvin Booth talked. He was talking because of the trade deadline. It just happens to be that it took very long for it to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, let's just start with the big topic at hand. And he was asked about it. I asked him about it. The Bones Highland trade. Why now? Did you think about holding on to him, you know, into the summer and trying to get more value for him? Why did you want to trade him? Why did that trade happen? And, I mean... He talked a lot about it, and I think a lot, a couple of the big points that it came down to was that where the Nuggets are right now, Calvin Booth is saying, they're trying to win a championship, and they just felt n- now it was time for a transition. Uh, he talked about how Bones had expressed a desire to play and show what he can do, and how, look, you can't blame him because last year he showed what he could do. He showed he could have big games. But Calvin Booth just said, where we're at now, we're trying to win a championship. And this was one of his big quotes of the night. He said, just because you got to play a lot last year because guys were injured doesn't mean there's going to be a role for you to play a lot this year. I think that was always going to be a point of friction. He said that. That's a direct quote. And then he just talked about also. Hold on. Hold on. We got to stick on that one because I think it's an underrated aspect of all of this. 
Last year was a perfect situation for Bones. Everyone was hurt. There was no pressure on the Nuggets. He got an opportunity. Nine out of ten, at least nine out of ten players, if they got to play a big role and played well in that big role, there's no way you convince them that your role goes down the next year. Right. That. So I like that he said that was always going to be a point of friction because, for one, it shows a little foresight on his side. Like even us here, we're like, man, Bones played great last year. Then you take it up, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like, yeah, he did play great last year, but yeah. this is this year, and we need a lesser role in a lot of ways. And well, can he handle that or not? I think that he didn't start off with a small role. He just played himself into a smaller and smaller role. Like Bones did not play well. This I year. think. I think. I mean, it, it, you could say like he without the runway. He, I know I'm I'm trying to you're right about it. I'm trying to explain why. And I think I think he should have had a smaller role this year. Let's put it that way. I think he probably would have if it was it didn't create maybe some some friction there. I mean, I agree. I just I think that it wasn't set in stone that he was his role was going to be rever- or diminished. It was Correct. sort of like okay, Definitely. like but then he didn't play to the level that they needed him to. Then it's like Okay, like now. Well, and I think you can go back and say his explosion last year as a rookie might have been the worst thing for him in the long run. With the Nuggets. Maybe. With the Nuggets. Yeah, maybe. Well, it's curious to think about Porter. If you remember when he came in, his first year, Denver was fully healthy and he just didn't play for the longest. And we kept being every, like, what? every game we were like, why won't this guy play Porter? And you can imagine if Porter would have started in Bones' spot where everyone was hurt, he probably would have come in with a lot of bad habits, scored oh, yeah. 20 a game, and oh, we would have yeah. been like, oh my God. And maybe it would have been harder to say, yeah, but now we got other options available or something. So mm-hmm. it is a, a bit of a tough one. Yeah. And then the other reason he talked about was just with how the roster's constructed. And he talked about Jamal. And that fit with Jamal on the second unit and Bones on the second unit just did not work. And with that alignment, it meant Jamal had to guard, you know, like an Anthony Edwards or like a really high-level offensive player. And Calpin said, that's not fair to Jamal. And we just think we need more of a defensive-minded player at that spot on the second unit. Um, He said, where we're at in our window, who we have on our team, we need a more defensive-minded guy there. So those are kind of the the two factors he talked about. That one's not a Bones attack. It's more of a stylistic thing. And I got to say, I mean, just from talking to Calvin and hearing Calvin talk you know, to media and this or that, I really think he has a very clear vision for what he thinks this team will be, not just this year, but for years to come. And I just would be shocked if Denver deviated that. Now, they might learn something about the team and change it. But what I mean to say is, you talk about uh, the draft is where everybody says best player available. Yeah. And I think even at the draft, he doesn't feel that way. But I think especially it's true of every other player that gets added. It's like we have the ingredients that help you win. Now we need the ingredients that fill out the roster. 100% man. And look, this is just me. I don't know this, but I think if Calvin Booth was the Nuggets GM president of basketball ops, he was making the pick in that draft. I don't think he would have taken Bones Island. I don't know that. That's just me. That's just me yeah. forming an opinion based on me knowing the types of players Calvin Booth likes right. and that archetype. Right. I don't think he would have drafted Bones Highland. I don't think that's his type of player per se. Um, he. I agree. He has a very, very defined and very clear vision of the types of guys he wants to surround. You know the Nuggets starters with. And by the way, I I share the vision too. Like I really do. Um, yeah. And it's not even one that I'm like naturally. Uh, drawn to I think this is one I've evolved towards of mm-hmm. like 
and part of this is because of how dominant Jokic has become and how great Murray has played. Where before, I think if you asked me this four years ago, it's like, yeah, but you need this to make it easier on Yoke to give this or that. Now I'm like, Yoke can overcome a bad offensive lineup. Yeah, for sure. You just need guys that are out there that are going to make the defense work. Yeah, and size and physicality and toughness and all these things. And I just I, will Denver lose Bruce Brown next year? I mean, here's an interesting question. I'm still not convinced they will. Just because I, th- I, I mean, I think they will, but I'm not convinced they will. Just because I'm. His value, I've said this a couple weeks back, but I actually think he's properly rated. I don't think he's overrated. I just think he's actually properly rated. He's a really good role player. Yeah. Yeah. That has flaws. Yep. And they work for Denver. Like every role player, right? Like every role player, but he's not this like, oh my God, every team mm-hmm. needs him. He gets traded to Portland next year. He's not going to be good. Right. Yeah. No, he uh, has Poor really, lucky. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he really has found like, and uh, it's funny because he found like a really great role here with the Nuggets, but it was as has been noted, like oftentimes alongside Nikola Jokic, like now you see him operating on in just the bench capacity and it's like not as good as right. it was. So. so here's like, I'm going to get, this is going to be the mathiest way to say this. So this is kind of a lame way, but you know, Jokic gets you 90% of the way there, 80%, whatever yeah. you want to say. Murray gets you another, you know, 10% Porter, Gordon, KCP, those guys get you there. When you start to talk about the next guys, you're talking about margins, which maybe collectively make up 5%. And my point of bringing all this up is to say, if Bruce Brown is the 100th percentile version of himself, by the way, I don't think he is. But if he is, I think Calvin will, if they lose him this offseason, Calvin will replace him with another guy in that mold. Yeah. Meaning they won't like, well, let's try this thing. No, it's like, nope, we need to find They're another like, dog well, who plays defense. Back, Tory Craig. Yeah, Tory Craig or whatever. I mean, Tory Craig is actually kind of in that role. He kind of is. He totally is. Yeah. He kind of is. And the point is that I just there are those guys out there, and Denver might have the A version or the B version of that guy, but as long as you have that mold of guy, I think it's okay. They're such a marginal player. They do make differences, but at least it's the right mold of player. that, that yeah, That's why I feel 100%. confident going forward. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like Shaq Harrisons in the world that you can find. He's like the C version of that yeah. mold, but yeah. yeah. I need to see a little more defense from Bruce Brown. I do too. I do too. I need to see the Bruce Brown defensively that we saw in November and December in the playoffs. I need that Bruce Brown to return. Yeah. Um, what else? So he also talked a lot about Thomas Bryant and that acquisition. And um, this was actually really interesting. He said, you know, we just talked about internally what positions we need to target the most. Backup center was obviously one of those. I mean, we've talked about that all season on this show. Calvin Booth said that the Nuggets have had, and I've tried to tease this on the show, but he said they've had internal discussions about potentially playing Aaron Gordon at backup center. And Calvin Booth even said, quote, I would not rule that out. I love that. Why would they not try it, though? (laughs) I mean, I feel like we've seen the Nuggets um, like just wheel out lineups and combinations in the playoffs that they've never tried in the regular season before in the past. Yeah. But that's something I would watch for in the playoffs. Aaron Gordon at backup center. Here's my here. I have two thoughts about this. One, I do hope that they practice it a little bit just because it is <laughs> so <too>. loud. <laughs> but two, Gordon next to Bruce Brown are the is the player who most seems to be like, I want him maximized with Jokic. He makes Jokic's <laughs> job so easy. And mm-hmm. the idea of taking his minutes away from Jokic, it just makes me a little leery. That's one yeah. reason I want them to try it out is do you gain a little bit off the bench, but you lose a little bit of your Jokic minutes? Is it in one hand, out the other? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that would be a you know late playoff series adjustment potentially. 
Honestly, though, think about it. How many? What percentage of Gordon's minutes have come next to Jokic? Probably like ninety five percent for yeah. sure. So we just haven't seen them without that. That's why that it's not just can he play center. It's you're messing with something that didn't he play can. center last night? Um, no. I think he, he did for like for a, a stint. For, I think it was. Hot, I think he might, I don't know if it was him or if it was just not Thomas Bryant or no. Jokic, but I don't remember if it was him or not or if it was Vlatko. But it might have been him. Yeah. There was there let's was a stretch there with neither. Let's not forget about Zeke. Well, well, maybe uh, we'll hold that thought. <laughs> um, so yeah, Calvin Booth says, "Look, I wouldn't rule that out, but we thought it would be wise, and I agree, it is wise to have another you know high energy true center on the roster. So that's why they went out and got Thomas Bryant. And then Calvin Booth also says, "I think Zeke is a four. I think he can play five like in situations." But he's a four, <laughs> a power forward, and we wanted another legitimate big. Yeah. I mean, that's f- totally fair. Although it's Except funny. for the fact that Zeke has only played center this season. He has only played center, but it's funny <laughs> that he's like, oh, you know, we see Aaron Gordon as a center. Zeke, he's a four. <laughs> like, I mean, some of this is, though, skill set, not size. So, I, I mean, it yeah. makes sense. I, I guess so. I mean, although Zeke was performing very admirably, I thought, like, he had played well. He was yeah. getting into his like Zeke beast phase where he was really like going up and like going in between the trees. Z Dog. Z Dog was like yeah. grabbing rebounds and like was being like playing gritty. The piano man was uh, <laughs> was coming in and like uh, chopping it up. Uh, and of course, then he got injured. This is what it is, man. There's like so many Every players. Year, yeah. There's just like all these players that you're like, oh, oh all right. Now, oh, they're hurt. Never mind. I know. I, I I will say though. I think part of why he was so effective is it's just nice having a switch anything lineup and definitely. And I do wonder if Denver could go to that. And maybe that's the idea of playing Aaron Gordon is that would be a switch anything li- everything lineup. But mm-hmm. we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Poor we'll Zeke, see. man. Every year, right? He always gets hurt at his. He's like, going peak. back to the four next year. <laughs> the Zeke peak. Peak oh, Zeke man. taken from us again. Um, Jamal and, and Zeke. <laughs> So that did, actually, this was this just quickly. Sorry, no. Uh, go ahead. Zeke playing at a zenith gets hurt. Jamal scores uh, his yep, yep. top score of the year, forty-one points. Immediately gets hurt. Aaron Gordon devours the Orlando Magic, makes a yep. massive statement game, goes out immediately, yep. goes out, and then all these players come back and they're like completely diminished. It's not fair. Yeah, yeah. Who do I complain to? The people. The people. What else you got? Uh, Calvin Booth also talked about ownership paying the tax. The Nuggets are in the luxury tax. They're going to be paying it this season. And Calvin Booth actually said that we're well under what they're willing to spend. Hell yeah. This was notable. And he said, I'm, I'm guessing this is at the trade deadline, but he said ownership was actually looking for ways to add to our tax bill. And I said, yeah, there's not anybody out there that's worth that. That's hilarious. <laughs> That is, dude, this is getting into what it truly is to be a fan of a cronky owned franchise. The Cronkies are notoriously cheap, except for they're not. They're only cheap if your team is like not worth investing yeah. in. As soon as they see like the opportunity for actual dividends to be repaid, mm-hmm. they will go, they will invest hard we saw this with the rams we've seen this with the avalanche the nuggets they kept i mean tim Connolly just like could not stop handing out max contracts to people <laughs> that's which, true that is a still part doing of it. it when they were doing the max contract <laughs> yes. when they were doing the max contracts early it was setting up for them to spend and everyone's like well we'll see it when we believe it well they set up themselves up and here they are paying the bill 
I'm with you on it. I also love the idea of like they haven't gotten into it. You know, they they're willing to go more. But here is the thing: Stan's been around a lot this year. He's uh, been around way more this year than in years past. Fixing water pipes. Yeah, just examining <laughs> leaks in the roof. Save money on a on a plumber. I I, I got some <laughs> got some tools in my truck. I just I go take care of that now. <laughs> you guys wait here on the practice field. It'll be done by the time you get back from your. Listen, we're in the luxury tax. We have, yeah. some other luxuries have to be cut, like a maintenance men. No, but he's around a lot. Like clearly, yeah. um, he wants it, man. Yeah. Stan that. wants a championship. I love He that. tasted it with the Rams and the Avs. Dude. He wants a Larry OB. They're not tasting it, dude. They're in a fucking championship buffet. They're just yeah. like, they're like the avalanche <laughs> He's and the mammoth. He's going back for a third round now. Keep it going, man. Let's go to the country buffet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What next? Actually, let's take a break. We'll get to the rest of this on the other side. We got a little bit more there, and we also have some fun stuff to do later on. Finally. Uh, Jive Hive. Jivehive.com. Go there to schedule a delivery. Jivehive.com is a virtual dispensary on wheels. They serve a bunch of areas in Colorado, Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument Fountain, various areas of El Paso County. Jivehive.com. Super convenient. You can be sitting on your couch watching a Nuggets game. Go to Jivehive.com. Schedule a delivery right there. Super easy. Uh, great prices. It's private and secure. Jivehive.com. Order a delivery. Uh, schedule same day. Schedule a delivery window. Jivehive will hook you up. They serve Aurora, Greenwood Village, Monument Fountain, and various areas of El Paso County. At uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, guys, they've got a lot of great things going on. They've oh, got yeah, the they NBA Snow Sweat Same Game Parlay Ooh. going on where if you put a nugget same game parlay down which we're known to do we've done that from time to time <laughs> tune into the pregame show we're always throwing down same game parlays yeah. you throw like a five dollar ten dollar same game parlay sure. down sure. you miss your bet Uh oh. no worries you get that back let's go you get dude. that back in a free five or ten dollar bet on DraftKings sportsbook so make sure to download the DraftKings sportsbook app now sign up with code dnvr new customers can bet five dollars and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, and again, check, tune into the uh, pregame show where Dev can advise you to bet on Kawhi Leonard's points and other yeah. things that feel terrible but ultimately pay dividends. They did. They did make. I did make money. On yeah, that they one ultimately. Last night, so. They ultimately like his. Dev has one allegiance in this world, and that's to the dollar. <laughs> to the dollar. <laughs> Not even to you. He'd sell you out. So oh, fast. dude. If he, yeah, it'd be like over under on how bad I can beat the hell out of Eric. He would. <laughs> he would field bets that beat me. All right. What else? Wrap these up uh, from Calvin. I've got two more points. Malone and Peyton Watson. Who do you want to hear first? Malone. Okay, Malone. So. Calvin Booth shouted out Michael Malone for a lot of the things he's done this year. He says he's done a great job, you know, reincorporating the pieces that weren't on this team last year, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and just kind of mixing and matching to get the best, you know, overall team out of everything. Um, he shouted out, you know, just how he's used Jamal, how he's used Michael Porter, using Bruce as a Swiss Army knife, staggering for most of the season. And then Calvin Booth, I thought, very, very notably said, I know we didn't stagger against Memphis, but we're going to get back to playing, you know, a nine-man rotation uh, going forward. 
which the Nuggets did last night. Um, and just making the adjustments around the edges. Calvin Boots said Michael Malone's done a great job of that. And then um, Peyton Watson. He had some P-Watt. notable things to say about P-Watt. Um, <laughs> he played a lot in the G League so far this season. Calvin Boots says he made the decision in personally to pull him up, bring him to Denver over the last couple of weeks so he can work on his body. And he said Peyton Watson's gone from... 205 pounds to 215 pounds in the last month. That sounds like me. <laughs> Have you put on 10 pounds of muscle, though? Or is it oh, 10, muscle. 10 pounds uh, of... Wow. Uh, All right. Yeah, well, sorry. Keep else. going. Um, but he's put on 10 pounds of muscle in the last month. And um, this was interesting. Calvin Boots said, look, we don't know what the playoffs hold. Injuries can happen. Foul trouble can happen. I want him to be at a point where if he needs to play minutes, if he gets in a game... I want him to have a chance to guard guys without fouling, and hopefully he can get in a couple games over the next couple weeks. Peyton is Calvin's project. Yep. That's it, dude. That is his pride. He's yep. very proud of the Peyton pick. Yeah. Like I that's like if you're a fantasy football player or something and you like you have like the the, the sleeper. Oh yeah. yeah. The sleeper pick. Like I know nobody's on, but I'm up on this guy and I just gotta stash him on the bench and it's gonna pay dividends. But he can actually, you know, have an impact on that player's actual development, which is different. He's just such a future story. But I'm really excited to see what happens with him this summer and, and yeah. how much he's around. And if he has a Zeke-like transformation. Remember Zeke? <clears throat> what does Malone say? They made a poster of him in the weight room. I kind of want to see if Peyton yeah. Watson is the next Zeke where mm. we look at him one year from now and we're like, holy hell, well, I was a different I, person. I was thinking about this, too. Like, I need P. Watt to work out because... P. Watt. Because I, like... Wanted more than anything for them to get Tari Eason, who's proven to be awesome. Well, he was taking fifteen. You can't tell me no. He was taking like five picks ahead, but you can't tell me. Yeah, you can't tell me that you you couldn't package both of our first round draft picks and move up. The problem with Tari Eason is was is the the other stuff. I'm whatever. I think everybody's high on him, but I'm Calvin Booth told me that (laughs) that 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 it's the other stuff, like the whether or not it's like. His attitude, all that. But other I mean, stuff. look, that stuff. I matters, just mean like, man. well, yes. But if we get Christian Brown, who's pretty good and has a low ceiling, high floor, and P. Watt that doesn't turn into anything, and we could have had Atari Eason, who I think has a very high ceiling, I'll be grumpy about but it. But he also has like an explosiveness. Again, we're getting into this game where we've been in all the years where prospects are the only thing that matters. To now we're at the point again. What's Calvin's philosophy? He's not looking for the home runs anymore. We're going to win a title. Oh, but Nuggets uh, are going to win a title with Jokic, Murray, Gordon, Porter, KCP, and they need the other guys that like fit in, accept it, and don't me, blow to, that up. But to me, Tari Eason is the perfect compliment to that. Un- he is offensive he has, and defensive. Unless he has a destructive person in the locker room. Unless it is like, <clears throat> well, well, now we're course. bringing in a 19-year-old that has a ton of enormous amount of baggage that's probably going to take a lot of years with the people in his ear saying these different things. It's possible. I, I'm just saying, like, uh, the, I... To this me, stuff is like, not... The reason I'm pushing back so just, hard on this is this stuff is not as easy as people... It's not building fantasy rosters. Of course. Right now, Tari Eason plays for the worst team in the NBA. In the worst culture in the NBA. My, but the, my thing is, like, we had two first-round picks, and if one first-round pick is converted to only a flyer that never materializes in anything when it could have been packaged to reach something higher or of more value like i don't like that way of going Um, about it like that that's all because i like christian brown but i'm not in love with christian brown the way that some (laughs) some people are um i just you know like i i I need p watt to turn into something is what Um, i'm saying mm -hmm. 
I mean, Tari Eason's dope. I just, I'm worried about, yeah, I'm worried, there's too forget many about players. the Tari Eason I just mean, like, could we have moved up for a more high value, higher ceiling player yeah. with those two picks? If so, and, but if P. Watt turns into something, it's just like when, Tim Connolly had the two first round picks, or like he had the one first round pick and he turned it into two first round picks. And then we got essentially RJ Hampton for free on top of also getting Zeke. And then RJ Hampton turns into Aaron Aaron Gordon. Gordon. Like, that's amazing. If it's just like, I like Peyton Watson, I hope he turns into something. He never does. I'm like, that sucks, man. That was bad. It will suck if he doesn't turn into anything. Uh, What else, Harrison? That's it. Those are the final two things. Okay. Uh, I wanted to ask a question here in this segment, kind of moving segments here, and just ask, what do you think has been the the best story of the year so far mm. for the Denver Nuggets? I'll let you go first on this one, D-Line. Me? What do you think is the best story? If I, uh, I think the best story of the year is Michael Porter Jr. I think I agree. I think, it, I mean, because uh, the story for the longest time, I mean, was the best story coming out of the Nuggets for, out of the bubble was Murray and Jokic just being dominant and being the focal point of the Denver Nuggets offense. And then the la- and then we had two years of just having that taken away from us and us just waiting for it to come back, but not really building anything else. Like there was nothing else happening with the Denver Nuggets. It was just a, a waiting game. Now those two players are back and this is like, oh, and now this long-term project that we've had is like really turning into that third yep part of this puzzle that we need to get to that next level like what we were missing last time we were close enough to taste it was another horse or somebody else that we could absolutely rely on moving forward it was different pieces which is good too but the michael porter jr thing like him like really finally becoming that guy is to me the greatest story yeah i'd probably agree i'd probably agree because he Michael Porter Jr. just seems so locked in with the entire team now. Yeah. And that's something that wasn't always the case in past years. It was kind of like, oh yeah, we've got, you know, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., the two man game. And then we got or no, we got Jamal Murray, Nicole Yoke, the two man game. And then we got Michael Porter Jr. off to the side. Like this great shooter who can get hot. But now he's part of the team. He's part of everything the Nuggets are yeah. doing. And he's bought into his role, and he's leveled up defensively. And there's a trust between Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. that wasn't there in years past. So, yeah, biggest individual story, I think it's definitely Porter. The biggest kind of big picture story, I feel like, is just the vision for the Nuggets roster coming into reality. Yes. And the vision of what the Nuggets always could be finally finally manifesting this yeah. year in every way we thought it would that's a great take the way because the way i would phrase it and we've talked about this is that i the path to a championship is more clear than ever like the nuggets identif- identity is more solid than ever and that is a collection of many things one of which is michael porter like the michael porter that we're getting now is the version of michael he could have turned into a lot of different players the one he's turned into is the one that is most suited to helping the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Yes. This is not to say the best version of Michael Porter, to be honest with you. Right. No. No, for sure. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. could go to Atlanta, team with Trey Young. Oh, God. Average 28 points a game, probably. Right. Win Dude, can, 40 games. Can you imagine? He could do that. Can you imagine Jalen Green, Kevin Porter oh, Jr., God. and Michael Porter oh, Jr. God. on the Rockets? It would and be, Tari Eason? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a disaster. Eric's going to be a Rockets fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I, the way I would phrase the MPJ thing is that he has stood out while fitting in. Yeah. Definitely. Which is like the hardest thing to do, and he's pulling it off. A couple other ones for you. You guys know how crazy it is that not the top story is how perfectly KCP fits in. I know. I mean, is he not the perfect piece? Yeah, he mm-hmm. is. And that's not even he the is. number one story. Think about how many years you could get the perfect piece and it not be the number one story. Yeah. Well, I, the perfect piece was acquired two years ago, and it was Aaron Gordon's. <laughs> acquired, <laughs> yeah. They keep doing the like getting the perfect piece. Every year they get a new but perfect then it's piece. Like, Yes, the, yeah, but it's 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 like the perfect piece in a shattered glass. Like it yeah. doesn't matter. Like the yeah, that's the other the, another amazing storyline is Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon coming and finding yep. his role much in the same way that Michael Porter Jr. has, except mm-hmm. for that the it, the reason that I think Michael Porter Jr. is a better story is because it was much less certain with right. with Aaron Gordon. It was like always like this guy was always just so miscast, and it's clear. Playing along Nikola Jokic, you can see it. It doesn't take a lot of effort, like yeah. to understand like why this is going to work out beautifully. Well, like, it just happened so smoothly with Gordon too. He said after last season he was going to get smarter to better fit with yeah, Jokic and in this offense. Boom, day one of the season, like smart as hell. Like, wow, he did exactly that. <laughs> yeah, that I, I know it is insane. Yeah, but I mean, should we should we get to what's probably actually the the top story of the what season? It? No, it's. Yeah. It's Nikola Jokic yep. potentially winning a third straight MVP <laughs> while averaging a freaking triple-double. Like, come on. <laughs> He's averaging a triple-double. I mean, I'm telling you, if we go back to the preview <laughs> come series, on. if we go back to the preview series, and I told you guys, what's the bigger story? If Jokic were to average a triple-double, you'd be like, that's the biggest story. He's averaging a triple-double? Like, that's... Are you I kidding know. me? This is insane. No, But the problem with Jokic is that... Nothing's crazy. We, yeah, we, we all have uh, amazement fatigue. Like yeah. he just won two MVPs back to back. Well, I mean, now we just have to figure out what's next season. And what? Is, yeah, what? He's gonna a, a, <laughs> like a, a quad double. What do we do? Like, where do we go from here? Yeah. Shooting seventy percent true shooting. Yes, <laughs> if he has to pop that up to a hundred percent for us to be impressed. Shot less than fifty percent in one game this season, the sixth game of the year. The Nuggets having the number one <laughs> defense won? in the clutch <laughs> by thirteen. Could be another one. Yeah, fifty percent in every game but one. Um, there's so many wild stats and just crazy blink ones. I do think, though, of all of this, it's MPJ, and I think that's really cool that all this crazy stuff going on, and I agree with you guys. Michael Porter Jr. is the biggest story. All right. You agreeing with us is actually the biggest story of the year. That is the biggest story. What a shocker. <laughs> well, I was just bummed that I let you go first. I you know. You're like, Scott, right. you thought, you're like, because I'll be like, oh. And, it's then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll have to be like, well, actually, guys, it hasn't been that good. I, I think mean. it's like Jamal's sick as hell or whatever. Yeah. Like, whatever. Uh, let's take a quick mini break here. But on the other side, I have a little game teed up for these, oh, these oh, gents. I did. How I hope well do you know Jokic? I hope that it's just people watching us play Settlers of Catan. Oh, that's a <laughs> <wow>. boring segment. <laughs> Guys, when you get hurt, Bacchus and Shanker uh, is here to help. Bacchus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. And the coolest thing about Bacchus and Shanker, no fees. You don't pay them any money until they win your case. No upfront fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. They've won over $1 billion for their clients. They have more than 30 lawyers, 100 staff members. Backus and Shanker, they help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Call them today. 222-2222. Dude, imagine you That's show up, their phone number. Imagine if you show up to a Nuggets game and you don't pay until they win. <laughs> 
We just show up and you're like, well, that was terrible. At least it was free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call them today to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. All righty. Kale, can we bring up the graphic? All right, let's play a little. Uh, do how well you guys could play along in the chat here. Uh, we have, yep, that's not it either. Let's see here. Oh, look at that clean, no scars. Wow. Look at this arm. He looks like a he was just born. Yeah, it looks ago. Like, he looks like he was just born. <laughs> now, Kale, zoom in a little bit. Are you able to zoom in or no? Is it going to delete it? Going to hide? All right, there we go. Yeah, now we can't see the little panel either, which is perfect. Okay. Um, all right, Kale. You are going to reveal a scar, and these two are going to have to say, "Is it real or is it fake?" <laughs> I feel this like stupidest <laughs> game we've ever played. I feel like I feel like I reveal a scar every 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 day. I love this podcast. Are you getting in the, in the I chat? Reveal you a get new to, scar. You get to play as well. All right. Okay. Kale, our first scar. Oh, right that's there on great. the elbow. Do you see? Look at the elbow. That's that's a very real scar. That's I don't even know how you would Photoshop that. Yeah. Look at that. Is that our final? Yeah, that's I guess, yeah, I guess that's real. real. Sure. Yeah. That one is fake. Fake scar! Oh, you guys just got fake scarred. You guys just got oh, so man. fake scarred. I got, I, dude, I got scarred by that. That looks right. like more of a deep bruise. Well, it just doesn't you know, even look I'm like pretty, a scar. It's I'm like good at Photoshop, you guys. It, to me, to... it's like that. Why? It's like so, like so, unremarkable yeah, looking. That's what you have to do. All right, take that one back <laughs> off. Take that okay. one back off. Oh wow, look at that one. What do you got, Kale? Oh, show me. Okay. Wait, do it again. Oh, right. Oh, there. that's got to be. That's, that's real. That's, that's real. I'm going to say that's a fake scar. Real, real scar, real scar. Fake scar. Oh! <laughs> Dude, I got scarred twice. He got scarred <laughs> twice. All right, take the fake one off. We can't get that this faker sucks, out here. This man. All right, what All right. else we got? Oh, that's real. That, oh. that, that's a deep one, too. Man, I've been, I said fake every, or real every time. I'm going to say fake. That's real. I got to go fake. Real. Harrison's on a heater. Oh, real scar. Dude, I know my scars. All right, real this scar. This just makes me feel like Harrison like knows what it looks like to <laughs> see scarred arms. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh, that's real. That's another deep one. Looks like a bullet hole. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> I gotta go. I, I, I real. That's real. That's that real. Those are real. There are a couple of them that are like very short but deep. Very yeah. deep. There yeah. are like yeah, any scar that has an exit wound. Yeah. <laughs> that thing looks like he got stabbed. Oh, look at this new one. Fake. That shit's fake. What I'll, a fake I'll scar. I'll say fake too. What a fake ass scar. That's fake. Oh, yeah, fake scar. Okay. <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Ooh. I think fake. I'm going to go real. I think that's wow. too high. <laughs> He's only scarred lower. Yeah, it's true. I, I don't remember him having a scar like that on the shoulder. That looks like he got hit with a racquetball. Uh, I'm going to say... Gonna is say that fake. even a scar? Like, we need to define <laughs> what a scar is. Like, that's just discoloring. That's like he got punched by one of his brothers. I know, dude. <laughs> Which could happen. Yeah. All right, I'm going to say fake. I'm going to say fake. It is fake. Yeah, oh, get out of here. Get yeah. out of here. Obviously. Fake scar. Fake shoulder scar. <laughs> All right, two more. Okay. Ooh. I think um, you already did that one. Yeah, you did already yeah. do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny little scars. That looks. That's real. That's real. That's definitely real. Yeah, that one's real. All yeah. right. What else we got? I want to hear. Yeah, we're missing. Oh, oh that's real. That, dude, that's, that's real. Dude, that, this is that the one's one. going to be there until 2026. Last night we were saying that like looking at Jokic's arms is the way that you identify wildlife now. Like this. <laughs> like if you look, you look at the the tail of a whale, you're like, oh, oh wow, or the back of a manatee. Like uh, this is this is the this is way 
Like if you had to give a description to an authority, you're like, well, there's a, a massive scar <laughs> that goes on the back of his arm. So real. That one's definitely real. Isn't yeah. there one more? Yeah, there's one more. It's right up the front right here. That looks fake. Yeah, that's fake. Get out of here with that. It's real. Oh, oh, it's real. real. It's real and it's magnificent. So those are the real scars. <laughs> all of those right there. By the way, I think he picked up one yesterday. Oh yeah, that was that one was um, February <laughs> February twenty fourth against uh, Brandon Clark. <laughs> he really should like yeah we, we really ten twenty left in the third quarter. We sh they scar? should yeah each scar should bear the name of the defender that gave it to him. You're like oh oh what do you like this one the Anthony Davis? I love that this has gone viral now. The Jokic is scarred. It's about on. time, man. I think it's gonna like, go viral. This is unbelievable. This is ridiculous. It is, com yeah, and it's gonna go viral in that he's gonna definitely get gang grain from it or something. It's gonna. <laughs> oh, how does the season end? With we're like, all, we're like, yeah, yeah, you were like, yeah, Jokic, yeah, Jokic got just massive staff infection oh. from the Sacramento Kings. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. All right, everybody, hit that outro music, Kale. Thanks for joining us and the DNVR Nuggets podcast, the only place where you can get real or fake scars. You know who? You know who scar enjoyed that? Most me. podcast listeners. So <laughs> well, I put it at the end, you know, like you might just like to hear us giggle or what have you, you know, whatever. Watch the show on YouTube from time to time. Guys, we haven't had a rating or review on Apple uh, Podcasts, so if you guys want to say nice things about me or Harrison or Dev or Vote <laughs> or Kale, off right there. Does anybody or want somebody else in the company, uh, RK, people seem to like. <laughs> yeah, really, just a random person or D-line if you want to. Uh, go ahead and do that for you. Tomorrow, Nuggets, Rockets should be a doozy. Uh, Can't wait. wait. The Tar Eason show. Let's go. <laughs> See you then. <laughs>